This podcast presentation was brought to you by Blackledge Emulsions. Talk to as many people as you can. Do Google searches and find out what area that you really like and then go after that area. But don't be limited to that. When I started out, I never wanted to be the director of a DOT. Matter of fact, I can distinctly remember being asked that question about 20 years ago. And and I said, there's no way I want that job. You know, but opportunities present themselves. You know, I often think we end up where we're supposed to, even though we may not know where that is at the beginning. But I do know the more we learn, the more we study, the more we interact with other people, uh, the more we learn to listen, intensely listen, the better off we are in our work. Hello and welcome to this episode of Where We Belong. My name is Ashley Datson and I currently serve on the Women of Asphalt Board of Directors. We are continuing our series of interviews for this podcast episode of Leading Women at State DOTs and the Federal Highway Administration. And I'm honored today to have Melinda McGrath, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Transportation here with us today. So welcome, Director McGrath. Certainly. Thank you. This is a great opportunity. The podcasts are very interesting because, uh, you know, often you feel like you're kind of out here alone and that is so far from reality today. This is wonderful and very timely. Well, we think so too, and we are excited to be able to share your story here today. So thanks again. And tell me a little bit about yourself. I understand that you grew up as a child in the construction industry. So tell us, you know, about your childhood and what led you to where you are today. Growing up, my dad, he was a vertical contractor. My mom died when we were young, way before daycare, babysitter. So my brother and I, we went to work with my dad. And so we were drawing plans, estimating quantities, cleaning brick, doing whatever at about the age of eight. And so, you know, it just became kind of the norm. And so when it came time to go to college, it just kind of seemed like a construction industry type degree would be the best suited. So through a few trips and things that I went on, Six Flags in Atlanta, Atlanta forever has been doing major road construction. And I saw all the bridges, the structures, the asphalt, and just knew that that was what I wanted to do. Went to Mississippi State, got a degree, and went to work in the bridge division, and then got married. My husband, he wanted to go back to school to get an electrical engineering degree. So they transferred me from the Jackson offices into a construction office, and then moved up from a project engineer to an area engineer resident engineer. Then they transferred me back to Jackson, became the uh, chief engineer. And then in 2010, I became executive director. Wow. Well, so you've really been in every facet of the department, it sounds like, over your career there. Yeah. You know, I started kind of at the bottom carrying a, a survey rod and then moved up to a survey instrument. You know, I really had the opportunity to learn a lot of different things, and it has been very helpful as I've moved up. So speaking of that, you know, one of our primary goals at the Women of Asphalt is to attract women into the industry and really to attract them into every type of position in the industry. So field positions, technical, design, business, and of course, leadership positions. So having been in the transportation industry and at MDOT for so many years, 
you know, what changes have you seen in your career when it comes to women in leadership positions in the transportation industry? So in college, there were actually two females in my graduating class, civil engineering, me and one other lady. When I came to MDOT as a EI, there were about three of us statewide. Today, there's about 30 of us out of 300. You know, our biggest challenge is maintaining women. You know, Mm -hmm. they come and they get trained and, you know, they work so hard. They pay attention to detail. They do such a good job that they are very marketable. And then they leave, you know, they can get better pay, better things. But I think probably the biggest change that I have seen is when I first started out, I was actually here in Jackson in a design office. And, you know, that kind of fit the stereotypical role of what a female engineer should be in an office. So when I tried to transfer out of the Jackson office into a field office, it actually took a legislator to help me get up there because it was inappropriate and not acceptable to have a female in a construction office. And I never will forget, he was an older gentleman, very nice. He said, I've got you up here. Now it's up to you to show them that we were right and they were wrong. You know, I kind of took that as a a challenge. You know, I'm very detailed and I'm going to work hard. But people that went before me, women, kind of like the frontier pioneers that, that began opening the doors, I'm really seeing the results of that today because there are more and more Ladies that are, you know, foremen on construction jobs, superintendents, work on asphalt laydown crews, work in the lab. But the biggest change I have seen, and, and it's really just started coming around in the last few years, is the acceptance of women out on the road in the work zone. Last week, I was in this meeting with some contractors. They were actually talking about, you know, they've had a really difficult time finding workers. And so uh, they have started hiring more females and they have been so impressed at the ability, you know, because they they want the job. They, I mean, there's a good opportunity to work hard, be efficient, learn your trade. And there is a fast, clear path upwards now. You know, I think that is probably the biggest change that I have seen is that just by them opening the door and letting a few women come in, it is really opening the door up to more and more. You know, we recently saw on social media, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a all-female paving crew in North Carolina. Um, no, I didn't. That they did a video on the Caterpillar featured. Um, so check it out. You know, everyone look on social media on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. There's it's in North Carolina. It was a paving contractor, but it, Caterpillar put this video together and it's all female paving crews. So speaking exactly to what you're saying, kudos to you for blazing the trail and and looking at you know the folks that came before you. You know, did you have a mentor or was there anyone that helped you you know shape your career or guide you? Actually, I never had a mentor. But I was smart enough to realize that I needed help. Back when I really first got involved out in field work, you know, like DOTs are today, we had a large amount of work and not enough help to watch all the activities going on. And so we learned early on, I learned the importance of accepting advice and listening to whatever anybody had to tell me about anything I was doing. And some of it was just inaccurate. I mean, you know, they were trying to kind of mess with you some, but 
for the most part, the contractors, they were very, very helpful. We all learned together and we grew up together. Things have changed a lot now. You know, so all these older contractors and people that I had the opportunity to be in the field with, to learn around, even though they per se weren't my mentor, it wasn't any one person. It was collectively several people. I really understand the importance now of we need to mentor the people under us. We need to make sure that they understand what we do and why. What is that value? We've got to articulate that well, and we have got to show the younger ladies and men why what they do is so important. You know, I think the younger generation, they really respond to that. I mean, they want to know that what they're doing adds meaning, it adds value, and they have input. You know, one of the neat things, though, I like about mentoring others is that I end up, I think, learning more than they do, you know, just because they have such a fresh perspective and just fresh ideas. And and it's just valuable to everyone when you mentor people. Absolutely. And I guess the lesson is we're always learning, right? We never stop. Never. So uh, in terms of advice then and types of advice that you could impart on some of our listeners, what advice do you have for women considering a career in the transportation industry and more specifically, the asphalt industry? There's probably two distinct tracks. One, you know, would be to go to college and get a engineering, planning, management, marketing degree, and then go that way. Or the other one would just be to do research and decide if you wanted to, like, work on a construction crew and an asphalt lab, and then look for opportunities to get trained. Um, you know, I would really recommend if you didn't go the college route that you would look at companies that have opportunities, that have goals that are well set, that train you well, and that treat their employees with respect. Our infrastructure across the U.S., it has got to be improved. Uh, You know, we need to maintain what we have. We need to shore up many of our structures, either make them stronger or replace them, uh, you know, just due to the number of truckloads and the weights. Pavements the same way. You know, a very exciting field is pavement research and aggregate interlock. And so there's just so many opportunities out there that I would really just advise people to Talk to as many people as you can, do Google searches and find out what area that you really like and then go after that area. But don't be limited to that. When I started out, I never wanted to be the director of a DOT. Matter of fact, I can distinctly remember being asked that question about 20 years ago and and I said, there's no way I want that job. You know, but opportunities present themselves. You know, I often think we end up where we're supposed to, even though we may not know where that is at the beginning. But I do know the more we learn, the more we study, the more we interact with other people, uh, the more we learn to listen, intensely listen, the better off we are in our work. Absolutely. Are there any challenges that you can think of that you've had to address in your role or that are challenges specific to you as a woman in a leadership role? Probably the biggest challenge is communication. You know, just being able to ensure that our DOT is prepared to continue to grow and improve its business operations, especially as we have more and more managers retire 
and the roles change. So many other industries right now, there's like this age hole. People that are like 35 and younger. And then we have uh, people like myself that are retirement eligible and have been. <laughs> but we're missing this gap of like 35 to probably 52 or 3. And uh, those people are just nowhere to be found. What happens then is we really are struggling to train those 35 and younger because our legislators set our salaries. We're losing people because we cannot be competitive. So we spend a lot of time making sure, you know, that all of our processes are written down so that internally, as we move on and other people move on, they have a good place to start, but that is just a starting place. You always have to change. You always have to get better and you always have to write down what you've changed and gotten better. So, so that's something that we struggle with. And then secondly, it's just funding, which is tied to, you know, construction. It's tied to our employees pay and just over and over again, trying to explain to stakeholders, the business community, legislators, civics groups, why things cost so much. You know, why why is the cost of labor so high? Materials, design, safety improvements, why you need walkable communities, why you need public transit, and why you need to replace your asphalt in the year it needs to be replaced and not 10 years later, where you get to pay 15 times more. Those are the challenges that we have. Uh, we won't give up. We'll keep on trying to find a better way to explain that. It is just hard because, you know, taxes, no one wants to pay more. And so it's just it's just a difficult sell at times. And I know you're not alone in that. I know that most states are facing this, I'm sure. And so hopefully you all can collaborate and we can all work together to try to find some solutions to these challenges that are quite great at this time. Um, but keep pushing that, keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> Today, you are the one of the highest ranking women officials in Mississippi government, to my understanding. And so, you know, what impact do you think that has on the state of Mississippi in terms of considering more women for leadership roles? So I believe having women in prominent roles really shifts the perception of what is a man's role and what is a female's role. You know, I think it depends on where you are in the country, how intense that conversation can be. <laughs> you know, and I think in the South, it's probably more intense maybe than in the Northeast. Um, not that that's good or bad, it's just a fact. And so I think, you know, the more women you have in these roles, prominent roles, especially over big engineering construction companies, you know, just because what we do, it is so visible. I mean, the roads we build, how we pave roads at what speed, it is just always in the public. I think that that really broadens the acceptance of women in these type roles. I think it is a great thing. Yeah, we love seeing you there. And I guess more importantly than that, I believe and I hope that it really encourages the younger ladies to realize and to really know that they can become whatever they want to become. Thank you for sharing that. We agree. One of us thought that's one of our major goals is to you know attract women to this industry and and by hearing your story today, they you can you may empower someone else to feel like they can do that too, and hopefully pursue a career to to follow the same path that you have. So, 
thank you for your time today. We really appreciate you sharing your story and your perspective on these issues with our listeners. And we just want to say we applaud you for the job you're doing and please keep up the great work. And thank you for being a part of this podcast today. Oh, sure. And man, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you for what you believe in your mission because more and more women and especially, you know, young ladies in high school and junior high school, they need to hear this. They need to see what their options are. I think you guys are doing a great job as well. Thank you. Well, thank you. We we appreciate it. And uh, just thanks again. Thank you all, all of our listeners for listening today. And again, I'm Ashley Batson on behalf of the Women of Asphalt. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Where We Belong, and we look forward to seeing you all again soon. These roads from coast to coast with highway signs as our guideposts. From town to town, day after day, the road is where you stay. This podcast presentation was brought to you by Blackledge Emulsions.